This is AgriPulse Daybreak West from Monday, June 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. State taking comments on water resilience portfolio. Fears over pesticide impact from China tariffs. And Trump slashing advisory panels. Well, the state opens comment period for new water portfolio. California agencies are taking comments through the summer on building out Governor Gavin Newsom's vision for a water resilience portfolio. The first listening session will take place Wednesday in Sacramento. The state is also taking emails. According to the new website, the initiative departs from Governor Brown's 2016 Water Action Plan because it integrates all agencies. Beyond the Department of Water and the Water Boards, Newsom also has recruited the Department of Food and Agriculture, Cal EPA, and the Natural Resources Agency. In a press release, Food and Ag Secretary Karen Ross called for durable solutions. She said, we urge those of you who know your regions best to look ahead, think broadly, and consider what it will take to achieve regional resilience by 2050. Next, the agencies are taking an inventory of all water supplies and issues across the state while assessing how prepared California is for the impacts of climate change and the needs of a growing population. The agencies will release a draft of their recommendations this fall and the final by 2020. A growing stack of priorities. Funding a major initiative like this in the next budget cycle will depend on the 2019 fire season. Both the administration and the legislature have made wildfires the top priority, funneling billions into the budget for prevention and suppression while cutting funds for existing climate programs. In the meantime, a wildfire commission created last fall just released a report calling for sweeping changes related to liability laws to avoid bankrupt utilities, while Newsom's task force is also triaging prevention efforts to focus on 35 key regions. With a wet winter, the fire danger is also expected to be above normal this year, and the cost for those disasters will continue to rise. Pesticide makers fight tariffs. The U.S. Trade Representative's office opens public hearings today on President Donald Trump's plan to impose tariffs on an additional $300 million in imports of Chinese products. The hearings will continue through the week, and industry witnesses will include Chris Novak, President and CEO of CropLife America, as well as representatives of seafood importers. Novak says in a statement that manufacturers rely heavily on China for many of the ingredients needed to make the pesticides that farmers need. Novak says if these tariffs go into effect, the resulting price increases will affect farmers who are already suffering from adverse weather, poor markets, and an ailing farm economy. He continued, the burden of these tariffs will fall disproportionately on the shoulders of American farmers, businesses, and consumers without truly advancing the cause of free and fair trade. FDA Reviewing CBD Pathways The Food and Drug Administration is looking for regulatory pathways to allow the marketing of food containing cannabidiol, commonly known as CBD. Two high-ranking FDA officials wrote in a web post on Friday. The post comes as lawmakers are preparing to debate a fiscal 2020 spending bill for FDA on the House floor this week. Principal Deputy Commissioner Amy Aberdathy and Principal Associate Commissioner for Policy Lowell Schiller said there are many unanswered questions about the science, 
safety, and quality with many of the products now on the market containing CBD. We recognize that there is substantial public interest in marketing and accessing CBD and food, including dietary supplements, they said in their piece. The agency is considering extending the July 2nd deadline to submit comments to FDA. Trump orders slashing of advisory committees. Late Friday, President Trump ordered departments and agencies to get rid of at least one-third of their advisory boards or committees. At USDA, that can mean eliminating at least 12 boards and committees. USDA's 35 committees include the National Organic Standards Board, the National Advisory Committee for Microbiological Criteria for Foods, the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, and more obscure panels like the Black Hills National Forest Advisory Board and the Agriculture Technical Advisory Committee for Trade in Grain Feed and Oilseeds. Enrollment boost expected as new dairy program launches. Today marks the first big program rollout for the 2018 Farm Bill. Enrollment starts today for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program and will continue through September 20. In an interview with Acropulsa's Ben Newell, Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce indicated he expects a significant increase in enrollment over the Margin Protection Program that DMC replaces. About 21,000 of the 41,000 U.S. dairy farms were enrolled in MPP last year. Fordyce thinks many larger producers who didn't sign up for MPP will enroll in DMC. At the new 950 per hundred weight coverage level, producers are assured of receiving far more in payments than they will have to pay in premiums. He said we'll see additional producers, some larger producers, come into DMC. Keep in mind, one indication of the potential interest in DMC is the number of MPP participants who have asked for cash refunds. So far, that number is about a 1,000, according to Fordyce. Under the 2018 Farm Bill, producers have two options for claiming MPP refunds. They can get 50% of their MPP premiums in cash, or they can get a 75% refund if they sign up for DMC and use the refund toward their new premiums. So what's next? Well, Fordyce says FSA is on track to allow grain, cotton, and oilseed producers to make elections for the price loss coverage and agriculture risk coverage program on September 1. The vast majority of producers are expected to sign up for PLC. So don't miss this. This week's AgriPulse open mic interview is with John Newton, chief economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation. He talks about dairy policy, the farm economy, federal bankruptcy reform, and other issues. Well, this week in Sacramento, beginning today at 2 o'clock, the Senate floor to take up AB 228 on food safety for industrial hemp. Tomorrow, the 18th at 8 o'clock in Modesto, the Almond Board will host the Naval Orange Worm Summit. At 9 o'clock, Water, Parks, and Wildlife will take up SB 19 on steam gauges, SB 62 on accidental take of endangered species, and ag. At 9.30, the Assembly Business and Professionals will take up SB 67 on temporary license for cannabis, SB 657 on reporting on cannabis cultivation for county ag commissioners. At 9.30, the Senate Ag will take up AB 417 on creating a California Rural Development Agency, AB 450 on protecting bees, AB 590 on the milk marketing order, AB 858 on cannabis cultivation, AB 1086 on a scientific review panel for CDFA's water efficiency program. 
On Wednesday, the 19th at 9.30, California Natural Resources Agency will host a listening session on the water resiliency portfolio. At 9.30, the Senate Environmental Quality will take up AB 1788 on banning second-generation rodenticides. On Friday, June 21st at 9.30, the Water Resources Control Board will host a meeting on fees for the Ag Lands Program. Well, here's today's She Said It. These numbers are no cause for celebration. That Jane Sellen of Californians for Pesticide Reform responding to what she sees as the use of pesticides being, quote, close to a record high after the Department of Pesticide Regulation published its annual report last week. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Monday, June 17th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.